Streaming live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and BlastTheRadio.com, this is The Lowell Green Show. The number to call and be heard around the world is 613-413-2217. Or email Lowell at BlastTheRadio.com. And now, here is Lowell Green. Oh, thank you, John. Thank you. You know, before we get carried away with sob stories about the imminent departure from politics of Catherine McKenna, the esteemed liberal member for Ottawa Center, let us not forget, this is the woman who forced us to cancel plans to build a new civic hospital right across the road from where it is now located. And she did it for pure down and dirty politics. No other reason. Um, you may recall, uh, there was a group uh, of, of uh, hospital authorities, engineers, and uh, people from the civic hospital themselves, hospital administrators, and they did a study, a long-term study of where the best location for a new civic would be. And the unanimous decision was right across the road. It was a, essentially a weed-filled, uh, weed-filled field, uh, part of the Central Experimental Farm, but no longer used, and despite what they say, as far as I can see. It's just, and you can see it today, it's just a weed-filled field. There's also a bit of a helicopter pad there and a little bit of a parking lot. So they said, this is by far the best, you know, right across the road. There was a number of reasons for it. And so John Baird, uh, who was the, uh, <laughs> the minister in charge at the time, he deeded all the land necessary for $1 a year to the civic hospital. And plans began to be drawn up to build the brand new civic hospital just across the road. Well, you know what happened. Liberals became elected. Catherine McKenna, the senior member from Ottawa, looked at this and she said, in effect, well, <clears throat> we can't do this. this. This land was deeded. This decision was made by conservatives. We're going to change this. So it just it threw the whole uh, monkey wrench into the whole damn thing. They got the NCC involved. Why? I mean, there's no medical experts on the NCC. Uh, there was a for a while they were they were talking about Tunis pasture, or as one cabinet minister, liberal cabinet, you know, Tunis pasture or Tony. I don't know. It was just. I mean, it was just a total absolute mess. So finally, the mayor got involved. I don't want to go through all the history of it. And so now it's going to be down near Dow's Lake, still part of the Central Experimental Farm but not nearly as ideal, not nearly as ideal. And as a consequence of Catherine McKenna, uh, it's going to cost us many millions, probably, I, I don't know, certainly tens of millions of dollars more than it would had we started right away across the street. Not only that, but it's delayed. Already it's delayed at four or five years and probably a, another two or three year delay, which in effect also will cost us lives. There's no question about it. The lives will be lost. All because of Catherine McKenna and dirty, rotten politics. No other reason. I'll tell you, any any praise that comes this woman's way, I, 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 it just drives me absolutely nuts. Catherine McKenna, in my opinion, betrayed her own community. She did not make this decision on behalf of the best interest of the community. No, it was pure, dirty politics. No other reason. It's cost us and will cost us tens of millions of extra dollars, money that's not available for, for health care, and it's delaying the project by many, many years, which in turn will cost us lives. 
as far as I am concerned, Catherine McKenna, and I say this publicly right now, is undoubtedly one of the worst, most destructive politicians this city has ever seen, and we will pay the price for for many, 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 many years. New hospital, the Civic now is almost 100 years old. Will the new hospital last for 100 years? Probably. So the legacy, she, she will have a, essentially a 100-year legacy of delay, lost lives, lost money. This is, this is the legacy of Catherine McKenna. And I'm really, I was really surprised. My old friend, Randall Denley, and the Ottawa Citizen today, has a column. He sort of scoots over the, uh, the whole issue of, of the Civic Hospital um, and uh, says, well, she's going to be sorely missed. Miss my ass. Come on, Randall. You can't, just, you can't just skip over the Civic Hospital. This is one of the most important issues in this city. Construction of a major new hospital is a major, major, major issue in this city. Just as important as light rail or anything else that any other decision made in this city for many years. She's delayed it. She's put it in the wrong place, etc., etc. Let's move on. If you've got any thoughts on that, I'd like to hear it. But I'm sick and tired of this, this woman being praised. This was, if, if, in fact, she really thought that this would be in the best interest of the city, you might find some excuse. It was not. It was pure, rotten, dirty, filthy politics that's hurting the entire city and will continue to hurt us for 100 years. Text. You got some text on that one, John? Already do. 613-413-2217, by the way, is the phone number, and you can text that as well. We're following Lowell's uh, Facebook page and real-time Twitch as well. Lisa says, thank God Climate Barbie is leaving. Peter says, I wonder where she ends up, likely in the Senate or maybe Governor General's office. Yeah, sure. More time oh, with oh, her oh, kids, oh, oh. LOL. <laughs> what? Something's going wrong here, John. What's going wrong? Um, it's breaking up. Something's going wrong. You're fine on this end, Lowell. No, it's not. It's fine on this end. Um, you can hear me okay? Well, well, no, uh, that's, uh, I'll try it. We'll tr- uh, try it. And I, I'm not seeing you right either. It's breaking up, John. You're, you're, you're fine on this end, Lowell. We can hear you fine on the air. Okay. I don't think we're hearing you then. Interesting. Um, the listeners are hearing me, but you can't right, hear me on your end? No, it's breaking up, John. It's breaking up. <clears throat> Um, on, on a different topic, okay? If they're okay. hearing me, then I'll, I'll continue here. But there's something wrong with your, with your end of it there, John. Um, your opinion, please. What should happen now that more and more unmarked graves continue to be found near residential schools? In your opinion, what should happen now? Who do you blame? Do you blame anyone? Uh, is it totally the fault of the Catholic Church? Should the Catholic Church bear any responsibility whatsoever? Should the Pope apologize? Would that make any difference? Should the Catholic Church make some sort of financial or other restitutions to the families of those who are lost as children? And if so, how, how should that work? And what responsibility, if any, should fall under the shoulders of prime ministers and perhaps even premiers who followed Sir John A. Macdonald? The schools continued to operate under the liberal governments, both federal and provincial, under conservative governments, both federal and provincial, and under NDP provincial jurisdiction for many, many years. Should any of those leaders 
should any of those parties be held liable in any way? Essentially, what I'm trying to find out is what, what you think should happen here. And I, I ask you this. If we tear down the statue of our first prime minister, as we are doing, why not the statues of the prime ministers who followed? There are many. Mackenzie King, for example, to me is a prime example. He was a known racist who, among other things, refused to allow a boatload of more than 900 Jews escaping from Nazi Germany to land in this country. It was also Mackenzie King who oversaw the internment of Japanese and Italian Canadians during the war. Should we erase statues of him? What about the Mackenzie King estate, one of the major tourist attractions in this area? What should we do with it? I don't understand why only Sir John A. Macdonald is being held responsible here. And what about the provincial premiers? I know that what happens on reserves, etc., is a federal responsibility. But nonetheless, education is a provincial responsibility. I just wonder if you think that the provinces have any responsibility here. And finally, what responsibility do you believe ordinary citizens have in all of this? And what about you? Do you personally feel any responsibility? Apparently a good, good number of people feel some personal responsibility. I don't. I had nothing to do with this. Didn't know what was happening, nor did I don't think anybody else who's listening. And this very important question. We can't change the past. What's, what's past is history. But what should we be doing today to deal with the third world conditions that exist, particularly on some of the remote northern reserves? I think it goes, out, it goes without saying that uh, one of the things, the least we could do, is ensure that everybody has access to clean drinking water. I think that's the very least. But what else can we do? And here's a question, and I posed this question a couple of days ago, I guess. I, I just don't understand. I don't see what we can do with some of these far northern remote reserves. How can we provide jobs for people there? How can we provide hope? It's all very well, you know, some people say, well, it's the decision of people they want to stay there. It's not the decision of the children. The children are the ones who are suffering. They don't have a say in this. Alcoholism, you know, gasoline sniffing, suicide. But what can we do? I, I, do we have to do something to get these people off these? I'm talking about the remote reserves. Because many, many... Uh, Many natives and many aboriginals living in some of these reserves, particularly around here, do very, very well. I mean, you know, some of them uh, do extremely well. Let's, let's be very honest. Casinos, smokes, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and, and some for, for Kanawaki, for example, uh, they've been working in the high steel. They built the Empire State Building. They do very, very well. But it's, it's those who are in these far remote communities. What can we do? Can we just let them continue? Because I'm going to tell you, if we let them continue to live there, the same conditions are going to exist. We can provide clean water, hopefully, but can we provide jobs? Can we provide hope? What's your feeling on that, John? Can you let's let's see if we're working with you anymore? Here. Well, I can hear you fine. We've always been able to hear you fine. Are you able to hear me now? I can hear you, but but I don't see you. You see, the pic, your picture is uh, is stopped. Oh, that's okay. That's a problem. <laughs> Since I send a lot of text yes. cues to you, uh, but as long right, as here, as long as you can hear text. me, yeah, as long as you can hear me, we do have some text uh, to your latest topic. Well, the, yeah, your excuse me, excuse me. Your voice is breaking up, but I'm not sure if you know. 
I'm not sure if it's breaking up on the air, but read us some text anyway. No, it's it's 100% on your end, Lowell. They're hearing us fine. Anne says, someone has records, uh, be it government or church, and they should be turned over. Any individual still living involved in these deaths should be prosecuted. Dean says, and what about the state uh, the statue of Chief Joseph Brandt, who was a slave owner? Do we change the name of Brantford? And Carolyn says, we need to acknowledge this. To the Catherine McKenna question, uh, Lisa says, thank God Climate Barbie's leaving. Uh, we did that already. Anne says they shouldn't cancel. They they ca- they couldn't cancel anything Harper fast enough. Uh, and Lynn says, if the conservatives thought of it, in the liberal eyes, it's a no-go. Some of the comments coming in. I still need to hear from you. It's we can't just shuffle this whole business of native reserves off, okay? We got to deal with this. It's not good enough to simply say, "Oh, I feel terrible." What what can we do? What do you think we should do? Who do you hold responsible here? Is there or do you think this is just something that nobody is responsible for today because it happened many many years ago? What about the Catholic Church? The Catholic Church is t- bearing the brunt of a lot of criticism. What do you think the Catholic Church should do, if anything? Should the Pope apologize? Please, I, I'd like some response on this. This is a problem that faces this country. We're all being penalized for it, let's be very honest. Canada Day celebrations canceled in a number of communities. So let's deal with it. Let's not dance around here. Who do you hold responsible? Is there anything we can do now, or should we just forget it? well, pay our respects or whatever, and try to move on and improve the life. And and I ask this question, how do we improve the lives of those living in far northern reserves? I'd love it if somebody would respond. Julie, you're on the air. Go ahead, Julie, please. Hi, Lil. Um, yes. I do. I do have a comment. Um, I don't like. I'm like you. I don't think we should cancel Canada Day, and I don't think that we should have you know face the responsibility. But it does fall on people. I mean, I don't understand why we can't get their clean water in there and get them proper you know living spaces and whatnot. And I can't you know um, who should be held accountable. I don't know. Maybe the government needs to do something. No, but what? What? That's, see, it's, it's, let's not dance around here. What, what can we do, Julie, seriously? Um, well, put it in perspective, maybe we need to fund to hire contractors to go into these reserves and make them a better place. Maybe that's the start. Maybe that's our, you know, gift back to them is let's do this. Oh. We lost Julie. Well, sorry, Julie. You can call back anytime. Uh, sorry. Yeah, Julie. we were having. Sorry, folks. We're having a problem here. Uh, tech, technology <laughs> when, is letting us down. When it rains, it pours. Hey, Lowell. I, I, I thank Julie. This is the problem: is that I, I think that so many people say, "Well, we got to do something." Yeah, but what? This is the dilemma that we face, and this is something that I think we've got to deal with. If we're being held responsible, and we are, then let's let's decide what to do. We. Uh, I think the time has come to stop pussyfooting around. I do not see how we can provide jobs and hope and a better life for people living in these remote communities. We can go in there. We can give them fresh water. We can build them brand new homes. But if there's no jobs, if there's nothing for them to do, we can, you know, many of these places, there isn't even a road leading in there. Maybe the road is only during winter. I, I think somehow or other we have to figure out a way to get people out of these northern reserves and into a place where they, they can find a job and find some hope. 
Uh, is Julie back again? Okay, let's start. Yes, Julie. No. Okay. Let's 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 move on here. Do we got some more texts, John? We do. Anne says, I don't take any responsibility, but I do think that it's time to end the reserves and it will only be achieved with the involvement of those on the reserves. Nancy says, I think they should talk to the people way up north to see how we can help them. Uh, and Leanne says, it's Trudeau. Nancy, there we go. Brian says, assume we build brand new homes and schools and new water treatment plants on every reserve. How long will these stay before they fall out of repair? Uh, they need to be maintenance costs as well. Yeah, that goes without saying. But if you're not still, you folks are still not addressing the real issue here. It seems to me that there are two issues, okay? What, if any, responsibility do we have today for what happened at the residential schools? And who do you think should bear the responsibility? How much responsibility do you think rests with the Catholic Church? And what can the Catholic Church do today? But I think even more importantly... How do we move on here? Uh, it's, it's very true that if we build new homes and so forth, they will, over a period of time, deteriorate, no question. But the real issue is, how do we provide hope for these remote locations? It used to be that people said, you know, many of these people in reserve say, we want to live the traditional life, but they're not living the traditional life. I mean, the, the, the idea that there, there are some natives who are still, you know, pursuing some hunting. There's no question about that. But for the most part, it's not the traditional life. They have rifles, they have television, they have satellite, they have computers, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. They're not, not living their traditional life. So if they're not, what can we do to get them to a place where there's some hope? Uh, Barry, you're on, the, you're on the air. Go ahead, please, Barry. Yeah, good day, Lowell. Yes, sir. I think with these residential schools, um, I'm not trying to uh, take the blame away from any government at the time, but I just think that uh, if the schools were run by uh, the church or the Roman Catholic Church or whoever back then, then a lot of things might have been covered up. And the politicians back then, they didn't have the Internet. They didn't have cell phones. You know, They didn't have the, the fast communication that we have now. And so... Well, wait a minute. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Uh, These these, uh, residential school program was only canceled under Jean Chrétien. Uh, We had computers during Jean Chrétien's period. It's true true of those who were, you know, 100 years or so ago. There's no question about that. But some of the more recent. Yeah, go ahead. The point point I'm trying to make, Lowell, is that the government, all these statues being torn down, all these politicians being blamed, People that made this country what it is, and sure, everybody's got maybe a, a the, every politician's got a bad time or something they didn't do that was good enough for everybody. But uh, I just don't think that the politicians should all be blamed or all their statues being torn down. When, what about the Catholic Church, sir? What what responsibility do you think they should bear? Well, well Lowell, I, my thought is that if it was the church that was running these schools, and there's you know, no way to prove really that anybody was at fault for the death or the burials or anything like that because we just don't have records of it. We didn't have the police coverage back then even that we have nowadays and that sort of type thing. So uh, I just believe that uh, if it was the church, then I believe there's an announcement this week on the news that a native, the Native Council of Canada was going to be suing the church or something. And well, they can't sue, really sue the politicians, 
But I think uh, going out to the church maybe and finding just legally to find out, well, hey, you know, what records do you have? You know, they are, they're all going to claim that they don't have any uh, any records, and uh, who knows, they might be like the liberals, and whatever records they do have, by the time it gets to court, it'll all be redacted. So nobody will be able to prove, prove anything. But Okay. Thanks, Barry. I have to move on, sir. We're running short of time. Thank you. Okay, you made some good points. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. Um, on another topic, it was Kathleen Wynne who passed legislation restricting third-party advertising to $600,000 for six months prior to an election. Uh, when she did this, there were no complaints, certainly nothing very loud. Even even the unions didn't didn't seem to mind. And they had been spending millions of dollars, as you know, always trying to get liberals elected. But now Doug Ford has come along and he has passed legislation which says third parties can't spend more than $600,000 for a period of 12 months prior to an election. Well, you would think it was the end of the world. Howls of protest, including full page ads, something to behold, right? Kathleen Wynne says for six months prior to an election, all you can spend as a third party is 600000 So along comes Ford and says, you know what's happening here is that they're spending millions and millions of dollars up to the six months. And, and, and always, of course, it's to, to defeat the conservatives. So he said, what we're going to do is we're going to keep the 600000 I think they increased it by about 40000 But anyway, essentially 600000 But instead of six months prior to the election, we're going to say, you can't spend more than 600000 for a year before, 12 months. That, that, that's all he's done. It, the whole, all, of this, all of this fuss is, is about a six-month extension. The idea of, of imposing limits is Kathleen wins. All, all Ford has done is extend the period from six months prior to an election to 12 months, and you'd think it's the end of the world. If you have any... Um, any thoughts on that, let us know. Uh, Debbie's on the phone. Debbie, go ahead, please. Hi. I'd yes. like to talk about the uh, Aboriginal crisis and the apologies. I think we should stop the apologies dead right now. When you apologize over and over, you never get anywhere. You're never forgiven because somebody's always going to say, yes, but do you really mean it? Well, what are you going to give us for that? Like, it, it just will go on and on. And the the reason for my call is to point out how Germany acted after the war. Now, I've been to Germany, you've been to Germany, and they what they've done, and there was never a worse atrocity than Hitler murdering Jews. He also took a lot of the German people under his, his belt, and they tried to fight him, and they couldn't, so they really just went along with him. But anyway... There are monuments all over the, the country of Germany about the war, the Second World War. What they've done, instead of apologizing, they've acknowledged it. They've never said, oh, we didn't do it on purpose or it's so-and-so's fault. They acknowledged it. They pay tribute to it, but they don't apologize for it. And now, in today's world, Germany is back being a first-rate country. Its economy's back. No one seems to hate Germany anymore, but if we continue apologizing, we'll always be hated and always expected to do more and more and more. Stop apologizing, acknowledge it, build tributes, keep our statues, because that's our history, good or bad. Good point. Thank you very much. Thank you. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Um, got to take a moment here to talk about Shields. 
Tomorrow is the end of June. Am I right on that? I got something right here. Uh, yes. <laughs> Which means that it's the last day of the big Frigidaire sale. You can save up to $1,200 at Shields on Frigidaire. Now, mind you, there's a lot of lot of savings on, on other appliances as well. But the big uh, Frigidaire sale ends tomorrow. It's the 75th anniversary of Shields. They do a great job. I go, to, go to their website. I keep urging people, look. You know, check out the box stores, but at the very least, give Shields a chance. A lot of people have, and a lot of people are very pleased. I get uh, I get notices here quite often. People say, you know, thank God, Lowell. I'd never heard of Shields before. Listen to you. I, I checked out their website, and sure enough, I, I found exactly what I want. The cheap, the price was very competitive in some cases, or some couple of people say the prices were even better. And not only that, but they delivered within about three days. So, folks, Shields dot ca s-c-h-e-e-l-s dot ca john we've got some texts i think we're back operating properly here now yes i'm glad you can see me now lol so we do have a little catch up to do here we go good show carrie says let's help them get better living quarters and clean water close down reservations today's governments are as responsible as the first prime ministers an email from lisa she says lol my question is what after all is said and done whatever that might be with indigenous people's do we or can we finally stop apologizing? A couple friends put it in a well at the cost of around $15,000 to bat a GoFundMe campaign and pit in wells and reserves. A young man, I'm sorry, I didn't get a chance to preview this. A young man in the 90s put wells in Africa. Show the rich and governments a thing or three by embarrassing them. I think she wants wells. That's her point. Uh, Lisa says the feds and the Vatican need to accept responsibility. Jennifer says we should celebrate. I will be proud to be Canadian, Catholic, and conservative. We said sorry. Now it's time to listen to what they need and get to work. Millions of people would love to volunteer their time and skills. Canadians in general, this person says, cannot be blamed for the past. We did not make the decisions to do this to them. Catholic Church should pay to help fund water renewal. Joshua says, rather than cancel Canada Day, how about establishing a National Day of Remembrance slash celebration of Native culture, which can be used to educate on the issues? And I believe that's already being planned for September, if I'm not mistaken. They're talking about that, yes? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, here's an email from Rob in Carlton Place. He says, until there is a willingness and a desire from the First Nations to actually work with the government to end the problems, there's not much we can do. Many of the- <clears throat> that's, a very good, that's a very good point. One of the problems uh, is that there are so many tribes, so many different leaders, and so many different ideas coming from Native reserves themselves. But it's very difficult in many cases to deal with that because what one group wants what one tribe wants, another tribe doesn't want. There's animosity. Don't forget, it's not that long ago when some of these tribes were at war against each other. I mean, let's be very honest here. The Iroquois pretty well wiped out the Hurons. I could, I could go back into history a little bit more. But so it's that that's part of the problem. And there's one thing also that's lacking here, and in, in many of the comments, and that is what responsibility do the natives themselves what what responsibility do aboriginal people have themselves here it can't be all our responsibility it can't be all a white man's responsibility um you know we have to we have to help but let's i mean be, let's be very honest here many aboriginals are highly skilled and quite capable there's many aboriginals quite capable of installing water water in, in various reserves. There's no question about it. I mean, there's all kinds of, of Aboriginal engineers, for example. I'm not suggesting none of them aren't, but what I'm saying is is that it seems to me there's a shared responsibility. And uh, in many ways, I think 
that 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 is being forgotten. I, I have to get just before we go here, John. I'm glad we finally got our problems solved. I have no idea what was going on. Anytime you're dealing with technology, beats the hell out of me. Well, there's a mil- I, I, there's a million different places it can it can hiccup, right? Between no question. You're about out, you're out in Carp. I'm here in Hunt Club area, and God knows where it all bounces. To. All right, we we got we got some good, good comments too, and yes, I want to thank yes, people. Uh, Centennial Glass. Don't forget Centennial Glass, folks. If it's glass of any kinds, major job if you're building a brand new hotel, uh, new apartment building, and you'd like all of the glass. Give, give Centennial Glass a call. They're very, very experienced at this. Their prices are extremely competitive. They've got some suppliers that may not be available to others at better prices. High quality, high quality workmanship and a great warranty. Centennial Glass, glass of any kind. Custom furniture, mirrors, they do a great job at Centennial. Industrial Avenue here in Ottawa. And don't forget up there in Renfrew as well. Centennial Glass. Um <laughs> I have a couple of other topics, but very clearly, I still, I, I'm, I'm still marveling at the fact that poor old Doug Ford. He's made lots of mistakes. Who the hell hasn't? Uh, but here he is. He's really taking it in the neck. I mean, if you hear some of the complaints, you'd think that he is ending democracy, end of free speech. Nobody seems to care about Bill C10, and, and now another bill coming in about hate speech. Uh, nobody seems to really be upset about that. But my God, Doug Ford extended the period where you can only spend $600,000 by six months. And this is the end of the world, end of democracy. It just boggles the mind, folks. Thank you all. We will be back. The Lowell Green Show is seen and heard live around the world at 2 p.m. Eastern. Connect with us online at blasttheradio.com slash Lowell Green. Can't join us live? Download the Lowell Green Podcast. Available on Apple, Spotify, Google, and more. Ask your smart speaker to play the Lowell Green Podcast. This is a production of blasttheradio.com.